The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Spencer King, and I am back for a special edition of the Code of Conduct Live because I have a very special guest joining me shortly. We have the Buffalo Bills' former fifth-round draft pick. I think he was one of Rex Ryan's favorites. <laughs> I know he was one of mine that year. Uh, his rookie year, we got my man Carlos Williams going to be coming in to join us pretty soon here. Oh, let's get this on off the screen. What's going on, everybody? I hope everything is going well. I hope everybody is doing good. It's been a minute for me since I've done the Code of Conduct Live, so I'm, I've been missing y'all. I've been having a little itch. Um, and, and today, uh, Carlos and I had a little conversation. He has some things going on that he kind of wants to – wants to get out there and then, you know, kind of just wanted to have some have some time to talk to him and, and get some things going. So before he comes in, though, before he stops in, I just kind of want to update on everything. Um, obviously, Joe and I did the hump day hotline this past Wednesday. We're, that thing is that train is rolling. It's not train wreck sports. We're not going to keep going, but that train is rolling. We're, we're going to keep that thing going. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up on the code of conduct. Uh, actually, starting this this week coming up, I got Nick Geary uh, joining me from WGR. Um, then the following week, I have Marcel. First of all, if you're not following Marcel as a Bills fan after, um, you know, we, we've had some times where Bills fans in particular weren't. Everybody wasn't happy <laughs> with the way everything was going as far as um, the way the beat reporter for ESPN was doing it. I personally, I kind of like Mike Rodak, but I know, uh, you know, some people don't quite like him that much. So, um but yeah, so I got I got Marcel coming on, man. That's going to be big stuff. And then I have some news coming. I'm not going to make the announcement quite yet because I had to reschedule some things. So I have three or four people that just got to get some schedules going on. But it's a big summer coming up because you know how it goes in June, July is really, really slow. Not much to talk about. So I'm trying to bring some people to y'all that y'all want to listen to, that y'all want to talk to, get some interaction going with. Uh, so I'm going to uh, reach out to my man Carlos real quick, let him know that we're live here. He's going to be jumping in any second. If you're on the chat, let's, let's chat it up real quick. We're just going to be waiting on my man Carlos for a hot second here. Um, but what are y'all thinking about, about the, uh, the schedule? I know Joe kind of wanted to go over the schedule. I don't want to do like a whole schedule teaser real quick because I don't think I'm going to have enough time because I know he's hopping right in. But I'm, I'm, going, with, I'm going with 13 and 4. Um, I, I got yelled at by a couple people about that 13 and four pick because, 
you know, everybody, you know, obviously we love Josh this year. We love um, Diggs and we love everything that the offense is doing. We think that the defense is going to improve. But the thing about it, um, I just think that 17, first of all, 16 games, you know, it, it's still a long season. And when you add an additional game to that, it's not like basketball where, um, you know, these guys are conditioned to play 82, 83 or 82 games plus the playoffs, you know, um, in the NFL it's 16 games for a reason. I remember watching an interview a while back and Thurman Thomas actually was, was speaking to it. And he said, no, you know what? It feels like I was in a car accident every week after I got done playing football. So, you know, when you're th- talking about extra game, one extra game over the course of somebody's career, how many years is that going to take off somebody's career with the extra hits they're going to take? How many, um, you know, just, I have the concern about the additional reps. I know that most people will say, Hey, as a fan, Hell yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Extra football, extra games. Yes, I'm with you 100%. But I also would like Josh Allen to play for a long time. I would like for Stefan Diggs to be in Buffalo for a long time. Um, whoever else that you're thinking about on the team that, that might be one of your favorites, I want those guys to be around for a long time. So um, I'm actually curious to see how the Buffalo Bills are going to handle maintaining, you know, reps last season the buffalo bills did a phenomenal job with um keeping the especially the defensive line keeping the line fresh they were rotating guys in and out um so i'm hoping obviously with the 17th game being added that's something that the bills can actually be a step ahead of the curve with because we were actually doing you know we were doing that prior to having an additional game and having to um you know having to catch up on it so i think that it's a very very important thing that our coaching staff has already done that can help us for this season. So I'm looking forward to it, but I still think 13 and four for this year is a good prediction. I don't want to go too, I don't, you know, I don't want to be a homer and be like, yo, we going, we going 16 and one out this piece. I don't see it. I don't see it. But uh, with, with no further ado, Oh, wait, we got some people in here. Let me say what's up to my man, Dave. I look like Paul George. Don't say that, man. Paul George, he he was, uh, I, I saw on Twitter today, they was calling him Pandemic P again because he was shooting air balls and, and hitting the backboard and whatnot. So don't, don't do that to me. Uh, my man, what's going on? Got my family in here. Hey, do me a favor. Everybody, everybody, go and follow my man, Liam. Go and follow my man, David. We got some some people in here jumping now. I, it's time, though. I don't want to waste no more time. I'm going to bring him in. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring in my special guest, the man of the evening, Mr. Carlos Williams Sr., because that man is a daddy now. What's going on, man? How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time to have me on tonight. Oh, man, thank you for, uh, you know, for taking the time to do it. I know um, life goes on, so I understand that you probably have things happening around you. And uh, so before we get started on, on any other additional questions, the, the main reason why I pulled you on here tonight is because I noticed that you were um, you were posting some things about a raffle and you were raising some money for a very good cause and you were doing yes. some things. So I wanted to first just give that platform and we'll, we'll say it again before you get off. So that way they can hear it really good. But why don't you take a chance and go ahead and just let everybody know what you're doing. Um, I decided to step back from football. Um, I got reinstated in 2018, and it's been kind of a journey to get back into the NFL. Um, some other professional football guys had some other opportunities that I wish I would have had, but um, I had an opportunity to sign with uh, the CFL with Toronto on two different contracts uh, due to the pandemic. Um, the timing is just the time lapse from timing to work and not being able to work. Um, I chose to take my knowledge in the game of football and train young kids. Um, this past week, I've had probably seven, eight kids, a couple college kids from FAM, um, a couple linebackers from Florida State while I'm in town. Um, just giving Dang. back knowledge that I've been able to capture over the years of football in my life. 
um, the little nuggets I've got from my time in Pittsburgh and my time in Buffalo from those two coaching staffs. There was a lot of great coaches on those two coaching staffs, so it's a lot of nuggets to drop um, that I picked up and to drop on these younger cats as I'm getting ready, as I train them and get those guys ready for spring football, summer camps, um, upcoming fall camp. You know, that's my job, making sure guys are ready to go compete for a job now. Um, just be able to give people the knowledge that they may not get from their school or may not get from a coach or somebody they're around or a parent. Because sometimes parents just don't know they don't know. Um, so I have that knowledge. I've been one of the most sought after recruits in the country. Um, I was drafted. Thank the Lord for that. Um, I've been able to play at a high level, not long, but a high level, exceptionally high level. Um, it's just been a real blessing. So I decided to be able to give that back to others that have that want a chance to do what I've done before. Well, speaking of, of high level, let's talk about that for a quick second, because you re you really did do it at a high level. I don't know if you um got a chance to see the video I posted on Twitter earlier, yeah. but I, I did like a little little video for you uh, for the show tonight. And man, I was just going through those and, and, and it brought back good memories. I was actually living in Indianapolis that year. And I remember like being so excited because you and Shady, I mean, like, dude, just the way things it was, it was just like, yo. We really gonna have the best Russian attack awesome. for the next it, three, it four really, years. It was, it was really awesome. It, people don't people don't understand that Shady is a different kind of pro. Um, uh, he's exceptional at what he does, and that's what yeah. he does. And outside of that, you know, I never been around that kind of talent, that kind of professional like that. Hey, man, that, that's that's just that's just not what I am. You know what I'm saying? That's just not I me. Mean? I'll do it. I'm a pro, and I'll get better at it. But Hey, yo, Lokes, you go get that. You know, like, no, I'm yeah. saying, Rook, go get that. Hey, Rook, get those touches. Hey, Rook, go get the ball. And that's something that I really did love. I went to Pittsburgh. I got to be around Le'Veon. And Le'Veon's yeah. a different animal. Like, Le'Veon yeah. got the ball 92% of the time. Like, he took 90, not, I think 93% of the snaps one game, and D. Will took a couple kneel down. So, I mean, like, it's just, <laughs> I went from sharing the ball, and a lot of people was like, you didn't get the ball a lot, but. In that offense, you had Robert Woods, you had Marquise Good, I mean Goodwin, I mean you had uh, who 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 else we had? We had Percy Harvin at the time. Yeah, yeah, you, you had to share the ball with so many people. You had Sammy, you had to share the ball with Clay O'Leary, you had to share the ball with. And me you and know Shady. what? If if you talk, I mean, look at your quarterback at the time mm -hmm. too. Tyrod was a weapon himself, so it wasn't like it. he was just a thrower. And he yeah, had to touch it, and he had to touch it. And a lot of times on design passes, hey man, go and take five or seven. You know what I'm saying? Give themselves, give them something else to look at. Give them something else to game plan for. Obviously, you're gonna do that watching film, but live in the game, let's make them adjust to a look that they'll never get again. And that's something that we had. Man, that offense was talented. Man, that offense was special. Um, Jerome Felton. I've never been around a full. I had great fullbacks at Florida State, but Felton was a real pro. Hey, bro, I'm yeah. the fullback on roster. Like, understand that. Like, think about what what, what what's going on. I'm the only fullback on the roster. That's a real pro. Like he did his job. He, I mean, he held it down. I scored many a touchdowns following him. Appreciate yeah. him. But um, <laughs> that whole that whole offense was just magical, man. That defense was magical. Uh, one of my favorite people from that team was Jerry. Jerry Hughes. Jerry carried himself with such like a chip on his shoulder. Like I can't get enough. Like I, I I need more. I need more. And then when the game wasn't going right, referees better watch out because everybody <laughs> he, he he's at everybody's neck. Um. He was really, really exciting to be around. I mean, he made you want to go to work every single day because his attitude and approach to the game was, I want to get better, I want to be great, and I want to make everybody else around me great. And when he stepped out there, that's what you, that, that's what you got out of Jerry. Let me ask you this, boss, because I, I really, like, you know, I've talked to a couple guys that's played on the, on that that year's team. But um, 
from your perspective, because you were drafted that year, um, how was it playing for Rex, man? Because I give honest. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I give Rex a tough time. I do. Because as a, as a Bills fan, like my entire life, I feel like he, he came in with a certain type of promise, you know, like the way he was amping us. Mm-hmm. And, and the way it turned out, I put it on him because of the defensive performance. I feel like it changed way too much from what the identity of the defense was. I'm asking you as a player who played with him, who was drafted by him, what was it like in that locker room? And, and, and you know, how do you feel about Rex as the we coach? We were lit. Rex is lit. Don't get me wrong. Rex is, <laughs> Rex is, he is what you would call a player's coach. And that's not a, that a lot of people are like, oh, it's bad. It's not bad, especially when you got veterans that play their tail off. Like you had veterans really, really play hard for him. Like you had Lorenzo Alexander come onto the roster, wasn't he supposed to make yeah. it pro bowler. Like that's because of Rex. Rex knew what he had on his roster. He knew how to make older guys play for him. It was making them accountable off the field. Okay. Um, like I said, I, get, I only give him that hard time because because I was ex- the expectations that he came in with. I, I would say even for me, though, I mean, I got to a place where I was performing and I wanted things. I, I went, I mean, I probably shouldn't have, but me, be, me being Carlos, who I am, I've never not worked hard and not reaped the benefits of working hard. I got nine, seven carries a game. Not every nine touches I was going to touchdown. Can I start a game? Get, let, right. let, let, let me get a couple. Let me see how I come out in the first quarter getting touches. So let me wait until the middle of the second to the third. I get it. I understand I'm a rookie. You're paying this guy more than me, but at the same time, you guys want production. And so I, even I myself became un, unaccountable off the field, as you can see. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I felt like at my at, – I, I, I guarantee I wasn't the only person that was like, well, this ain't going the way it should be. The film, the eye in the sky don't lie. Okay, I'm just gonna do me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it holding that I mean, we had fines that were in week thirteen that, that had got accounted for in week three and two. Like, so I mean it's just little stuff like that. But overall, coaching staff, I mean, the coaching staff was amazing. The coaching staff was we were we were built to go beyond eight and eight. We yeah. were. We had injuries at the bad time. I mean, I missed yeah. four weeks of football. I mean, we should have beat Kansas City in Kansas City. I mean, just little little stuff like that. People don't give Rex enough credit for what he did and what he was left with. Okay. I mean, like, you got to think about the roster he was left with. Nobody expected Rex to go in there and compete as well as we did. Nobody expected that. Nobody expected Rex to have a rookie break an NFL rookie record. Nobody expected that. Nobody expected Tyrod to be that successful, have no more rushing attack in NFL. Nobody expected that. He, now, you know what? That's very true. He That's said very those true. things. He said, we're going to run the ball efficiently. We're going to put it down people's throats. Anthony Lynn... Greg Roman and Rex were all known for what? Running power and downhill style. We did that. Mm-hmm. We had guys no, you're right. the street. Michael Gill- Mike Gillisey came off the street. Touchdown, Mike. Touchdown, Mike. So <laughs> yes. what I'm saying is, though, like, we give Rex a hard time. I do, too, because I love Rex. Like, Rex is one of my favorite people. My my head equipment guy, Florida State, Darren Kearns, who just retired, used to call Rex every time I came in town to see him. And we used to talk to Rex, like, 20, 30 <laughs> minutes on the phone. Speaker phone. No mute. No, just talk. Just, just, just talk. Hey, Los, how you doing? You staying in shape? You getting right? How the kids doing? I mean, we really, like, he's a real human being. Like, people bust on him because him and Rob get into it. That's a real human being. He's a person. He has emotions and feelings. So, you got people got to take away the coach and the person. The coach yeah. is going to get judged hard because he has to run an organization with a bunch of grown men who have lives on and off the field. But mm-hmm. the person, he gets judged for being a coach and for being the person at the same time. It's not always entirely fair. 
Oh, you know, well, as a person, I think he's phenomenal. Like, you know, when I, I don't I don't watch ESPN often anymore just because of the like when he's on. I'm, I'm in Phoenix now, so it's a time mm-hmm. difference. And but but when I used to watch, Rex, I mean, he's hilarious. I love Rex. Mm-hmm. I was just disappointed as a fan with him coming in as the coach. Yes. Um, but you actually said something there that kind of, you know, it made my antennas go like, wait a minute. Um, you kind of was like what, what he was left that kind of sounded like you weren't kind of on the side thinking that the roster was the best roster that could have been I'm presented keep, I'm, to him. I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a buck, okay? We're talking about holding people accountable, right? Accountability. Mm-hmm. How many guys were suspended the year before 2015? You had your all-star was suspended for, for, first first game of the season. The year prior to being suspended, the year I got there. And then the year after I got there, when I got suspended for the first time, he was suspended again. So what was he, what was he left with? Unaccountable people already. And I'm not I'm not gonna knock Marcel because Marcel a good dude, great, great pro, great athlete, mm-hmm. great D tackle. I love playing with him. But we're talking about the little nuances that people don't get, that that people don't they put on the player, they put on the coach. Like he gotta be accountable. I had to be accountable. I was what, 23? Right. Like, come on, like you get what I'm saying? Like you got it's it, it, it's it's a lot of little like he got left with some people that wasn't held accountable. So how can he make them accountable? It's a habit gotcha. they formed with another grown man. And what, how are you going to make a grown man break a habit? He has to want to break that habit. He has to want to change that. I got suspended for smoking weed. I got reinstated in 2018. I was sober for two years, clean for two years. I never had another chance to play. But I did it because I wanted to. I made a choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Los is a pothead. Los is fat. Los is this. Los was all those things. I never denied any of those things. I was all those things. But I wanted to make a change. Toronto wouldn't have signed me if I, if, if I wasn't in shape to play. Not right. twice. Not two times. People wouldn't send their kids to come train with me if I wasn't in shape or I presented myself as a trainer. So, I mean, people put a lot of those pressures on the coach because they are the head. They are the figure. They control. They have the the yay and nay. But the guy has to be accountable as well. The guy has to be able to say, I want to do this right. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it by the book and do it how they want to do it. And then see if if it's successful that way, it's one thing. If it's not, then something else need to change, but you can't go in there and just hand a guy a team that where guys were unaccountable, were like not accountable already, and then say, "Well, it's coach's fault. This guy wasn't doing the right thing before he got there. It's not his fault." That's, you know what? That's a that's an interesting. Like it's it's a, it's a different perspective because normally, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I'll, I'm one of the guys that would be like, "No, nah, man, Rex Ryan's locker rooms in general, mm-hmm. you know, don't have the discipline. It wasn't there in New York, you know. I, guy got personal, you know." But but now once you put it that way, and, and I'm talking specifically about the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And yeah. so I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Let's it's switch just, gears because I don't want to – oh, go ahead and, I don't, it's just, go ahead it's and finish. Just, it's saying. hard because a lot of people are like, man, man, it's so – like coaches, they switch. People are – a lot of fans, people are like, coaches change jobs because he's not a good coach, not a good coach there. What about the nucleus of the team? Mm-hmm. What about that guy? Like, is he a cancer? Is, is he a good character guy? Like Matthew Slater is one of my favorite pros. One of why you never see him in the headlines, but he's been been with the Patriots forever. He's been a Pro Bowler. He stays mm-hmm. low key, plays number of special teams. Love that guy. You want guys like him on your roster. Like you want Colt Beasley. Like the roster that Buffalo has right now. You want those got blue collar guys that don't care about numbers, don't care about none of that. I care about W's. Like you mm-hmm. see Steph, watch the team celebrate, and just sit there and like, damn, that's me. Yeah. I'm missing that. That's supposed to be me. You want that, like, I, I prefer my guy to, to miss my post-game speech. What yeah. was you doing, son? I was watching him celebrate. 
done. I should I got I should have been out there with you. I get that. I feel that. I should have been out there with you. I you know what? Like, that I hunger that. that you mentioned, the hunger that you're talking about with Steph, man, it's the thing that has me excited for this season coming up. So mm-hmm. so let's let's switch gears real quick. Like I said, I'm not gonna keep you long. I know it's I know it's nighttime it's and everything's the weekend. We're gonna ride. All right, we're gonna party with because we're gonna we're gonna let the folk talk too for a second. But but uh let's let's talk excited for a little bit, man. Um we got Devin Singletary, we got Zach Moss, we uh got Matt Breida, um Christian Wade on our international players program. And um, we got my man Antonio Williams as well that, that got some reps last year in, in, during the season. Uh, how do you feel about the stable of running backs that we currently have on the Buffalo Bills? They're young. They're young. They have to take time to develop. Um, you don't have to have a front leader. You don't have a front runner, which is awesome. No front mm-hmm. runner, which is awesome. Um, you would think it would be Matt Breeder coming in from San Francisco to Miami and having that, you know, top-end speed, great explosiveness. You would think he'd be the front runner. But Matt Breida reminds me a lot of Miles Gaskins they have down in Miami now. He's third down okay. back, a lot of screens, outside zone. He's not going to run trap power. He's not running inside zone downhill. He's an outside runner. Um, I get that. Um, Moss, Singletary, you busting downhill seven, eight yards of carry if they get a good push up front. I mean, you have a good a good front five. I mean, I like them. I like the way they worked last year. Um I think the, I want to say you guys added Bobby Hart. Did you guys you know add what? Bobby Hart? I, I feel like Bobby Hart is a name that I recall, but I'm not. I don't want to say yes I because say I don't want to be wrong. Um, I feel like I'm with you because I remember but, seeing um, his name, but I don't want to be I wrong. Think you guys, you think you guys have a good nucleus on offense? You guys are coming back. You got a young receiver, thirteen, who's coming back. Gabe, I like him. Yep. Um, Davis, yep, Davis, I like him. Um, I think that, that to, to be overly successful, what I'm talking about, 14, 15 wins, you got to. Thousand yard rusher, seven hundred yard rusher, more than twenty plus touchdowns on the ground. Just, and just not to cut you off, you're right. We did, we did add Bobby Hart. I just looked okay. it up. What, what, what I mean, you guys have a good offensive line to get that job done. Everybody knows, everybody knows seventeen can throw the ball. Everybody knows he gonna sling. Everybody knows him and fourteen are gonna make magic. They are gonna make stuff happen. He's gonna move in the pocket. He's gonna make runs with his feet. He's gonna, he's, he's gonna be dynamic. We know that. But twenty six and twenty, they have to produce more. They have to produce more. With Cam and New England running the ball more efficiently now, because Cam's going to run the ball, that means clock's going to take time off. I'm going to tell you now, the the Jets, they're throwing it. They're aerating. They got a quarterback at number two that likes to throw the ball. They're throwing it. And Miami, they're getting ready to throw it. They got speed. They want to throw it. To dominate this conference, you got to run. You got to control the clock. Keep those two young quarterbacks off the field and, and Cam on the sideline. Run the clock. Run the ball. I mean, you got a great nucleus of receivers. I mean, you got one of the best in the game. You got one of the biggest arms in the game. So throwing the ball is not a question. Your your run game is the biggest question. Can you guys have a thousand yard rusher? Can you have a seven hundred yard rusher? Can you pass score twenty touchdowns on the ground? Can you do that? Can those guys be consistent? Can they be a great one two punch? Who's gonna emerge? Because mm-hmm. you have Breeder. Breeder's gonna want touches. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he wants touches. And those two guys <laughs> got drafted to Buffalo. They're going to want those. They, they deserve those touches. I've been right. here. I'm putting the time. We almost got there. I've been here for the work. I got hurt. I, I mean, I'm bad. I re- You're going to feel that, hey, I deserve these touches. But you got guys coming in to come to take your job. So I'm ready. I, I'm, me, I want to see who emerges as the number one guy, who takes the number two spot. Because the number two guy gets a lot of touches. Whether people think so or not, those touches are very, very, they're, they're game plan. They're putting situational football. 
the number two guy is going to be very, very key. And the guy that doesn't get the touches, where he fits on special teams. Is he a special teams monster? Does, does he say, like Booby for, for with us, when I was with there with Shady yeah. and, and me and Shady was getting touches, Booby went to teams. Booby yeah. sometimes didn't even come to the, to the running back meeting because he was going over special teams. He was a monster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was. He was a he was a real deal monster. So I mean, I loved Booby in Buffalo, and, man. And and that is and 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 that's the breakdown. Who's gonna emerge as your number one? Who's gonna be that guy to set himself apart in a very young room? Who's gonna be the number two guy? Because he's a situational running back. He's gonna get those critical carries when he needs to. Those third and shorts. Those those fourth down conversions when you need them. Who's in the game? Who's that guy? And the third guy. Are you gonna are you gonna be selfless and, space, and play special teams? So you can stay on the roster to stay a part of this good nucleus to stay on part of a championship organization. That's I mean, to me, that's what that running back room really has to do. Be very selfless. Somebody has to emerge and somebody has to be like, you know what? If y'all two are getting touches, I want to be a part of this. I'll play special teams. Well, so so with that statement that you're making there in your estimation, with knowing what you know about the three guys mm-hmm. and, and others that we have sprinkled in, who 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 do you think will rise to that challenge and actually take that lead role in this room I, want I, I would like for it to be i was about to say i would like for it to be singletary I want, I want singletary i would like singletary to be the guy i watched him play um i watched him play down at fau I, 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 he he's explosive he's the protocol typical mid-sized back he's not super tall he's not short he great legs great build upper body i mean great great speed not over speed he's not straight line speed guy he can make moves open field um, I like his one-on-one battle ability. I like his catching out the backfield. I want to see him develop and finish in runs. Mm-hmm. Now Moss, Moss will finish a run. He's a pun. He'll punish you. He's more like he. Got, I mean, he reminds me of attitude of young, young Frank Gore. If I'm gonna get tackled, I'm gonna make sure I get tackled. You know what I'm saying? Um, he does have some wiggle ability, but Brita, Brita's scary because six inches of daylight, like Gerald says, you say six inches of daylight, but it's all I need. And that's all he needs. Twenty-three miles, twenty-two, twenty-three miles. Now he hit the other year when he was in San Fran. I mean, that's that's scary. So, um, it anybody could, but I want Singletary too. I think Singletary has the best all around. He's the best all around back. He gives you everything. Pass protection. I think he's the best out of three. Um, I think downhill running. I think he's the best out of three. Receiver. He might be the second best to Brita because Brit. I mean, being an open field, right. he had to do a lot of that being out in San Fran. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see Singletary rise. I want to see him finish runs. Um, I, at the top end speed, he had to work on over time. But finishing runs and making punishing people, knowing you when you're going to get tackled. Like, if I'm going to get tackled, I might as well let you know I'm going to get tackled. I might as well just give it to you right now. Like, I remember getting tackled against Sean Lee when I played against the Cowboys my rookie year. And I was like, oh, I'm going to run out of bounds. And he was grabbing me, running me out of bounds. I'm like, well, get ready to go for the ride. I just mushed him into the ground. <laughs> just because. And he got up and you could hear him, oh, Getting the, getting the um, I mean, turf out of his face, but it's just I set the tone. He didn't tackle mm-hmm. me the same. He didn't approach me the same. It was different. I remember um, it was Rashad Jones, my my rookie year, almost broke against Miami for the second time, and I broke up the middle. He literally ran to the side and slid on the turf like a baseball side and grabbed my ankles. <laughs> and I I mean I ran I ran through him one time. He was like I'm not doing that again. It's not yeah. worth no. The risk of reward is not there. So yeah, but I don't he learned that, the hard way. <laughs> I mean, Moss is talented too, though. Like I said, Moss is talented, man. He has some wiggle to him. He's a punisher. I like the way he runs downhill. But Singletary, Singletary is the best back in the group, in my opinion. I think he has the overall and pass pro. I watched him do pass pro. Brita, 
he that's not that's not he's not a fan of it i think moss can get stronger in it i think his short arms his stature is it works against him i think singletary fits right in that mold of what buffalo wants is every down back yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm, I'm with you when it comes to Singletary. I want Singletary to step up and because, like, so the his rookie year when we lost against Houston in the playoffs, we saw some stuff that game that made me say, like, yo, Devin going to be nice for a mm-hmm. long time. So, like, you know, that's what made me excited. So, and I think for most of the fan base, I think that game yeah. is what made us say, okay, we, 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 we ready now. We got that running game. Josh is here now. Let's mm-hmm. do it. And then last year just didn't quite. You know, it just didn't quite line up. I mean, the way you, wanted to. You, you got injuries and then you got young. I mean, I want everybody to listen to this. Your rookies play the most football out of anybody. Mm-hmm. A lot of football from from you from your spring through the summer, through camp, through bowl season, all the way until you get done in January. Then you got to go train for the combine or pro day. And then you got to go to rookie minicamp. Then you got to go mm-hmm. OTAs. Then you got to go to minicamp. Then you got to go to camp and you got to play all 17 weeks. Like that's a long season. And then as a rookie, you like, hope we go to the playoffs. I want to win the Super Bowl. That's another, right. what, four or five weeks of football. Like, so it's, it's, it's very, very strange. I can say the injury bug does happen. The wear and tear on your body is the most you ever had and most you probably ever have because you're literally beating it up constantly because you want to you be know what? the best. Not to cut you off, I don't know if you heard it when you, when you first jumped in. At the top of this, I was talking about how I was actually concerned. And, and I know a lot of fans are going to love the extra game. You know, there's 17 games now. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, so I get it. Trust me, I'll enjoy having another Sunday of football. But the thing is, when you're thinking about long term, and you're thinking about the injuries you're talking about, all this stuff. Football is not like basketball and baseball. Like those guys are, are you can play 82 games plus the playoffs because the hits aren't the same. No, you know. Now, granted, they're high athletes. I'm not. I'm not at all taking anything away from them. But they're not getting hit by like no, 250 pound grown men who can run a four or five. You know, they just they aren't. It's different. So, I get so, it. LeBron James being six eight and two sixty. I get it. He's a big guy to throw an elbow, but I'm getting thrown elbows every thirty seconds. Every thirty seconds. Like, and and, and you're getting them from everywhere. Yeah, I tell people, do you really want to play running back? Because it's not what you think it is. Like, don't get me wrong. There's two sides of it. There's the one side where when the ball hikes and it's given to you, you're the only man with, with the ball. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. the only show. Like, you are the camera. But there's also 11 people chasing the one man with the ball. And, <laughs> and you're also on the to, bottom. If they, if they happen to catch that <laughs> one man with the ball, it's a problem. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's very, very bittersweet. Very, very bittersweet. But it's just a lot yes. of football that people play. And there's no way, yeah, it's, it's just different. I mean, those 17 weeks, and then also you got to go through camp. And don't let people fool you. People do bang during camp. If you in Pittsburgh, you're definitely hitting in pads in camp. My brother has been the witness to that. Hey, man, we're going full pads for a week. <laughs> Whoa, that's ridiculous. I've never seen that. But as far as the bumping every single game, no. I mean, the, I'm, turf and hardwood, there's a big difference. But at the end of the day, you're not hitting it like that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you're built to hit the hardwood. It's the reason why we wear shoulder pads and helmets. Right. Because we're running yeah. full speed. Like, you ever, I, I wonder if, like, I want somebody to hit LeBron James on a kick return. Like, let me get a free hit on a kick return and see how that feel real quick. Because it's, 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 yes, it's exciting, but if somebody catch you the right way, they can really you can be hurt. So, it's, it's yeah, I, I feel you. It's a very, very big difference. 
Well, that, that was my concern. But and see, now I love talking to you too because like you, you're you got energy. So I love talking to you, man. You, and you just brought up Pittsburgh now, mm-hmm. which brought me to something else because I asked you about Rex. I'm a huge Mike Tomlin fan. And and I'm not I can't I can't say this too often because on Twitter they actually clown me sometimes. People keep saying I sound like him. Wow. I don't think I do. They always be like, your voice, you hey. got this, you sound like Mike. T-. Come on, Carl, don't do that. Dog. Hey, listen. <laughs> do that. hey, listen. Mike T is he 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 is he's he's really what changed my mindset on the business side of what football is. Because okay. in Buffalo, it was fun. It was the childhood dream. It was, you know, you living it like, oh, my God, I get to, I'm NFL. I'm, I'm living it. Yeah, Pittsburgh, hey, it's nine to five. Get your ass up, go to work. Like, yeah. hey, clock in, click, clock out. Click, click. Go eat your lunch, eat your cheese sandwich, get back on the line. Like, still meal, hard working, hard nose. That's what that, like, that's what Pittsburgh really, truly is. That's what Buffalo has turned into. Like, the real Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, like Bruce, real blue collar, hard working guys. We don't care about the fancy uniforms. We don't care about. We wear this blue. We wear this 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 buffalo. We we don't care. We are who we are. We're up here in Western New York, small New York. We care about winning football games, and that's what McDermott has brought there. That's what Pittsburgh all about. If you ain't talk about winning, you ain't talk about football. <clears throat> you ain't talking about lifting weights. Get out the building. Hmm. That's it. Wow. And people get on Tomlin head for not winning and doing all this extra. There's underlying reasons for for why their success is kind of stopped at the at, at the moment. But Tomlin does a very good job of letting people know where they're standing in the organization. Hey, you're on practice squad. I will take your helmet. There's plenty of guys on the street that would love to come in here and get some free food and wear a jersey. <laughs> Do the same thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lopes, you down pound and a half this week. I need three. Or you're going to be on the street. I got I got here like two days ago. What are you talking about? Like, hey, you're gonna be on the street if you're not down three this week. Man. So hey, I mean when Antonio Brown got fined by the league for their video on Facebook, hey, Antonio Brown, in front of everybody, 25k conduct detrimental to the team. I need that. Yes, wow. sir. It, it was no but you know what? Mike strikes me like that kind of guy though. Like he he's he's the kind of dude that like I feel like, you know. Actually, he reminds me a lot of my uncle. My uncle is one of those dudes. Is, is he's very matter of factly. It's mm-hmm. like, nah, bro, run me that. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just very simple. When you very walk simple. On the football field. He's been, he's a hey, work day. Put your work hat on. Put your work hat on. Like it's not a. It's it's a. Hey, this is a. I get it. I love the dream and oh, I'm happy for you. Get drafted and all that. Hey, when you walk inside this building, you better put your ticket and it better clock at nine a.m. You better put your stamp in there. Cause don't come in here and waste time. I will take your helmet. I will give it to somebody else. And and that's how they operate. And they love to operate within house. I don't like really going to find guys off the street. So if I find a guy off the street, he's rookie year and he's been here five, four or five years. I'll send him to another practice squad to gain him back and put him at the roster same week. Mm-hmm. Cause I need him. Like I'll move pieces to make sure this guy, you no, know, I mean, this is just a real, real professional organization. Um, When I got there, I mean, it was different from Buffalo. I'm not talking about Buffalo. I'm talking about Buffalo. When I got there in 16, when Rex was still um, right. in Buffalo, this is it's night and day, completely night and day. From from me being in Buffalo, from me being in Pittsburgh, the organization was ran different um, from the top to the bottom. I mean, I can't even say the top, but from the GM down, it was completely different. Kevin Colbert, professional. Professional. Like, I knew where I still with Kevin Colbert on a daily basis. Hey, you didn't. You didn't get that same type of love from Whaley? 
I hear a lot about how Whaley felt about me, but you never spoke to me like that. Me and you never was on that same page. Like you ne What's so crazy? Kevin Cobra would text my phone and talk to me. Call, hey, Carlos, how you doing? Hey, Carlos, you need to go play in the AAF. Carlos, her Colbert was literally wanting me to go play in other leagues to get back into the league. Like, he was like, hey, we just want to see you play, Lowe's. Go play. Like, I never got that from Whaley. So people tell me, Whaley loved you, Lowe's. Whaley got rid of Fred for you. You, you never banged my line. Me and you could have right. talked about some real – you know what's funny? When I was in Buffalo, a lot of stuff happened, and I could have talked some real stuff to my GM, like, you know what I'm saying, to my player personnel person. I could have really let people know what was going on and why I made some choices I made, but I right. never got the communication. I never talked to my head coach. never talked to my GM. never talked to my president. never talked to none of those players. never talked to that. I was dealing with stuff on my own. So me and Whaley, we, I, never, I, I only had bad blood the day I got released. Okay. The, the, the day and how I was released – probably irked me more than anything. So I didn't get to practice when I first started training camp because I was overweight. Cool. Well, cool. I worked out every day at 4 a.m. Never practiced. Three, twice a day, actually. Mm -hmm. More than more cardio than anything. I got down to 234. I, I, I was at 232 at the combine. 234. Week two, preseason. I forgot who we played. I'm getting dressed. I'm in my warm-up. I'm about to go outside and warm-up. Hey, Los, go over to the clubhouse. We want to talk to you. Cool. What's up? So I, my whole thing was you knew once I stepped on the field, you could not release me. Once me that had produced how I produced last year had stepped on the field and I started to perform the same way, you couldn't release me. Mm -hmm. There was no way that you could say, man, despite what all we dealt with this offseason, this kid still ran the football. This kid still playing at exception at, at a high level. You couldn't have got rid of me. There's no way possible. There's for, so there was never explanation of why I was released. Y'all kept Reggie. So okay, so you you were released when you actually got back down to what you were only two pounds heavier than what you were at the combine. Yeah, when I when I got back to play, I had missed like the first two or three weeks of camp. Right, I remember. Well, the misconception, and I don't. Well, I don't. So I'm, I'm hearing now it's a misconception because the, the misconception in Buffalo, and I know we kind of had a back and forth with a fan on Twitter earlier. Yeah. And and the the way people see you is like, yo, this dude just he got his girl pregnant. He got, you know, he was eating with his girl. Got overweight. I, bro, see, bro, this is why I put it this way. I didn't understand how off season really worked, time frame wise. Being mm -hmm. a kid, my fr my first year out of the league, I was getting ready to have a kid. I was trying, I was focused on a lot of different things, not focused on just football at the same time. Like football's always been like it's football. I'm gonna take care of football. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like when I got to camp, when I got when I got to mini camp, I performed. Nobody said Lowe's didn't perform. Nobody said right. Lowe's had bad practice. Nobody said Lowe's couldn't lift. Lowe's couldn't run. Y'all just mad at Lowe's didn't look how you wanted him to look. Okay, I'll take that. But when I stepped inside those right lines, no no MAs, no missing blocks, no drop balls, no fumbles, no negative rushing yards, no none of that. So my point is, why did you release me? Mm. That's my biggest question. You never hit my line, never told me. You asked me, was football um, a privilege or uh, something like that? I said, obviously, it's a privilege to play this game. Like, you know, you work hard all your life to play this game. That's what I've been doing. Well, you use, you're using resources that other people could be using. I, I looked at him, I was like, I simply said, I said, okay. Got up. What? It's nothing for me to say to you. Is it anything? Nothing for me to say to you. Because you can't sit here and tell me why you're releasing me. I knew that day you could. That's why we had bad beat. Because you didn't tell me why you released me. 
Okay. You, you you didn't let you even let me perform. It wasn't like wow. I did not perform you the year before. I didn't put up numbers the year before on limited touches, unlimited catches. It right. wasn't like I hadn't proven that. You know what? With a little bit of time, give him some time and let's see if he's worth it. Cool. I, I got mean, none of that. I got none of that. But wow. y'all kept, but y'all kept, uh, y'all kept a running back who I love. I'm a big fan of Shady. Y'all kept him two years in a row. Didn't rush for over a thousand when I was there, and then was Mike was there. He didn't rush for a thousand. Chapter we left. Y'all, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm going here. I'm talking about numbers. Yeah, Shady. Right, right, right. No, I'm with you. Great for it. I love him. But we talking about numbers. You didn't let me. Re, Re, Reggie had hot, negative one rushing yards in the season. Yeah. Y'all kept him for what? He gets for a the, rough I, in Buffalo. He gets but, a rough in Buffalo. But, for, but I'm saying, though, like, I love, I'm a I'm big bro. When Reggie Bush was getting signed, me and James Water was like. Oh, yeah. No, it's Reggie Bush. Like, yeah. like bro, like, like Reggie, like, this is like, you talking about, like, hot, like, Reggie Bush, like, the original cutback. This is Reggie. Yeah. And he get in there, and you be like, bro, this, this, this is wild. Let me ask you this about that, man. Like, so in practice and all that, like, what, did he look the way he looked on the field? Reggie Bush is Reggie Bush, but it's not Reggie Bush. Right. I get, like, so I okay. just don't get why they even okay. allowed him to have, be because some some. Oh, go everybody's ahead, go ahead, go here. Ahead. Everybody's here, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. on the clock, right? Okay. I love Shady. I'm one of the biggest fan. I, I literally used to pick his brain all the time, right? How many Super Bowls Shady won past two years? Two. How many he played in? None. Stop playing with me, man. Think about this. I'm a realist. People get at me. People get at Lowe's because how I played. Every time I touched the ball, every time I was on the field, Lowe's produced. Somebody tell me I didn't, and we'll argue all night. No, I mean, still, rookie year, 5.6 yards to carry. I still, I still on your live feed all night argue. Every time Carlos stepped on the field, he always produced. He's never been on the field and not produced. So why have I not another chance to play? That That's the crazy part. So are you still active? I know, I lo like, so you, you talked about at the beginning that you're doing, um, you're yeah. giving back now. So, yeah. I mean, if, if an opportunity were to present itself, would you, would you take that chance? So, so you're, you're ready. Bang, ma. Listen, I've been reinstated since 18. Okay. I am 228 pounds. I'm the smallest I've been since I've been in college. Man. Like I got ready to go play in Toronto. People keep, keep forgetting that. I really got ready to play. God gave me another chance to go play. I was gone. Me and my wife were getting ready to move my kids, everything to Toronto. I was calling James Wilder. I was calling all my boys. I played against college. Wow, hey, how is it? How is it up there in the CFL? Oh, it's straight. Yeah. Toronto, a cool city. Your family's going to love it. I had friends in Buffalo. Tracy Miller, my homegirl in Buffalo, was like, yeah, hey, Lowe's, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, hey, what can we do? Because you want to play ball. Let's help you get across the border. Let's do this. Like, how can we? Like, I had, I got real support getting ready to go play ball. Yeah. Pandemic hit. I can't waste no more time waiting on them. But if somebody hit my line, you guarantee, man. I believe I'm. I will say this. Whole, it's a lot of people in the NFL getting paid to carry the football that don't deserve it. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. And from what paid. I know, and from what I know, man, I can't speak for again. I I didn't I didn't follow you heavily when you went to to Pittsburgh. I'll be honest, because mm -hmm. I'm a Bills fan. Your rookie year in Buffalo, mm -hmm. five point six yards per carry. Doing what you did, the video that I posted, I was able to. I got a refresher. I, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. What's up? What 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 pick did Todd Gurley go in the 2015 draft? <laughs> what, don't don't do this what about pick, Todd. What, 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 <laughs> no, because I'm not on Todd. I'm not a good Todd fan, so don't listen, do this with me what, what, Todd. What, 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 pick, what pick did Melvin Gordon? <laughs> what pick did Flash Gordon go in 2015? They all went over you. 
How many, how many touchdowns Melvin Gordon scored in 2015? <laughs> Tell me how many he scored, man. Is, is Melvin Gordon still in L.A.? Top no. Top girl is still out in L.A.? No. I'm gonna tell y'all tell y'all something crazy. You gotta watch how you gotta watch how systems work. The the big big these big name backs that come off the board, don't get me wrong, a lot of them are worth it. One of them, Christian McCaffrey. He's worth he's been worth every penny since he's been there. Name another first round back that's starting right now. Elliot. And he ain't um he ain't performing up to <laughs> Okay. Okay, you got Elliot, you got Elliot, you got Christian McCaffrey. I wait. Um. Well, now Dalvin we got we got we got a rookie coming in. Dalvin Cook, second rounder. We got a rookie coming in this oh, year. J- you got Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Jacobs out in uh, Oakland. Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um. Saquon. That kid in Kansas. Didn't they take him at the end of the first last year? Is he a um, starter? He was a starter last year, wasn't he? I thought no way. Clyde, D. Hilaire, D. Will, and D. Will sat out. You're right. So you got five. Yeah. You got five, five first round picks that are starters in the NFL. We are dying breed. It's not, a, it's not about being the best back. It's not about being, you know, that first round back anymore. I don't care about being the first round back. I was happy I got taken to the field. I'm straight with that. I ain't got no pressure. Mm-hmm. When I went to camp, I was the fifth back on roster. I didn't expect to make it. Right. I had number right. 40. I had number four. Come on, dog. This is a fullback. And I had number 40 on my back. I was not expecting. I was not. Okay, I'm cool. I'm going to go to Buffalo. It's been cool. You know what I'm saying? Home of the original wing. I'm going to buy, buy. Probably get cut about a week or two. Going to the crib and I'm fine. No, I'm fine. No, I got lucky, man. People got injured on like whims. Like it was crazy. I got super, super lucky. But running back position, you don't see too many first round back starters in the NFL no more. You see the guys getting drafted in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth well, yeah. round. Undrafted guys. Those guys. It's are becoming. Crazy. It's becoming that GM language too, though. Like it's it's rare now because, like, so for instance, in Buffalo, man, I was one of the guys. Me, Marcel, uh, there, there were a couple guys that were like, "Yo, we want to draft the kid out of Clemson." Like, like everybody yeah. wanted Travis Etienne. Like, I wanted Travis bad, like bad. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't fall to us at thirty. But why? I, I feel that um, the, the electricity that he brings, the type of the game changing speed, you know, like there's things that he brings okay. to the game that I thought. Okay, let's do this. Etienne. Played in what conference? ACC. It's, it's ACC, right. A very I'm not spread, a a very spread conference. Right. Very spread mm-hmm. conference. You play with one of the most dominant teams you probably ever play on. True. You the know how fast the NFL is? Speed counts for this much. The last real fast running back was Chris Johnson. That's the last real fast running back. If you watch okay. Chris Johnson highlight tape, there's two or three runs on the same team in the same game. There's not many, that's not running backs like that. So speed to me, to be honest with you, I'm big and fast. Watch my highlight tape. Brent Grimes, if we would have had a couple more yards, he would have caught me more than one time when I broke loose on Miami. So speed (laughs) counts to me very little. Now, where he impresses me at is his vision in between the guards. Mm -hmm. They're not a big guy. He's not overly big. He has great size in his legs, his calves, his lower body is amazing. He has good upper body speed, like his stiff arm. But his vision in between the guards is what I like. What scares me is his durability. Because when DeMar- when Demario Davis hit me for the first time on Thursday night when I played against the Jets, I thought my 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 whole body was gonna break. <laughs> I thought my bones were breaking. Like hit me super hard. 
So I want to see his durability. Has he had a lot of injuries at Clemson? No, but the NFL is a different breed. Like I said, he's a running back. He's going to play a lot of snaps. Like he's going to play a lot of snaps. Now, obviously, first, I'm, I, res- I respect you tremendously. First, A, because you're a grown man. B, you played in the NFL, so you have experience I don't have. But I'm going to tell you, I had CJ Spiller on here about like three weeks ago, or actually it was the week of the draft. And, and obviously he's his coach, but mm-hmm. the way he hyped Travis up, you know, I don't know, man. I think I'm Travis a, gonna smack I'm, him down there I'm in a, Jacksonville. I'm a fan, but I'm also biased. You gotta understand. Okay. I'm a Dalvin Cook fan. Ah, okay. Dalvin, I got da- you. I got you. Now you just made but, it make sense. I got but, you. But um, but ET, like I said, ETN he can be special. My only thing is, is he gonna be durable enough? That's just a lot of football. Like that's a lot of football. But the plus side of him being in Jacksonville is that James Robinson is still there. Mm. He has a year under his belt. He knows kind of like how the offense runs. It's a very young team, very young offense. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's be exciting it's, to watch. Yeah, every, yeah, everybody's going to be learning together, developing together. So, I mean, I think that that is a one-two punch. That's mm-hmm. a nice little one-two punch for the AFC South to see. I mean, they're gonna give they're gonna give Derrick Henry some competition to run the ball in Jacksonville. But I just, I mean, I want to I want to see a durability. It's a long season, man. It's seventeen games, and you want to make the playoffs. You got a rookie quarterback. Have to make yeah. a lot. I mean, so that's a lot on your plate. And then for Trevor to be successful, they have to run the ball efficiently. Have to. So, have to. Th- like I said, there's just a lot on his plate. Pass protection is going to be different. Linebackers, defensive ends, those jacks, they stand up. That's not a defensive end, buddy. That is a linebacker. Matthew Judon does not put his hand in the ground. He rushes standing up. Yes. So does TJ Watt. Like, you know, yeah. so, I mean, yeah. the game is just different. Even I had to adjust myself. Um, when I first got there, but I hope he's successful, man. Jacksonville deserves to have some good success. I mean, with AFC South being the way it is, it's, re- it's been really shaken up in the past couple seasons. There's a lot of new faces in there. I-, I-, I think Jacksonville can really surprise some people in that conference. Okay. Well, I'm look I'm looking forward to to all of it. Um, I'm gonna ask you one more question about football, and then we're gonna get to your announcement. I'm reading it. And I-, I was just reading it again to refresh on it. But but let me ask you this: since we did switch up off of the Buffalo Bills, and we just started talking about running backs. Is Dalvin Cook to you? Is that RB one in the NFL? Um. Oh man, uh, people are probably be mad at me when I say that, but um, no. Um, there's so many different backs in the league now. I mean, if you want an all-purpose back, the best all-purpose back in the NFL right now, Alvin Kamara. Okay. Christian McCaffrey. My top three all-purpose backs, it'd be Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. What's up, baby girl? And um I don't I mean it's that that I mean all purpose is, is hard to find now. You got guys that's running downhill, or you got guys that's receivers. You don't I mean the offenses are now changing so much. But all purpose, those are my two all-purpose backs. I mean, I would throw Le'Veon in there, but we gotta see Le'Veon touch the ball again. Yeah, yeah, we gotta see what he does. I'm gonna see Le'Veon get some decent carries, get more than two or three carries in the game. I'm gonna see him get out the backfield and catch the ball again. But yeah, those are my three all-purpose backs. I'll it's go just first. To me how... I'll go first, Camara. Two, I'll go um, CMC, and then I'll go with Le'Veon. It's trippy to me how fast Le'Veon's. Um, and I don't want to say fell from grace because I don't think he. That that would be a completely yeah. wrong way to put it. No, it's not. Well, I feel I, you feel like it's a fall from grace. Because I feel like he was still getting opportunities. I just feel like at the the way so Le'Veon at the time of the season when he signed Pittsburgh. with Le'Veon had been a saying since he left Pittsburgh. 
I figured it was a line. <laughs> like I just figured he ain't get the same type of line with New York. And then I figured when he went to when he went to Kansas City, first of all, New York, I don't put that on Bell. I don't think that coach that he had, and, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a player. You a player, you play in the NFL. I don't think anything Adam Gates touches is successful in any Listen, level. I'm a I'm a real honest, really, I'm a real person. I think he made a premature decision. Yeah. <laughs> going 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 to get some bread. And you in New York, you know what I'm saying? You with Jets. And I mean, I get it. I get it. You're right there. But at the same time, and you you knew the Jets weren't winning nothing. Yeah. I'm like, it's I I look at the draft, I'll be like, man, that team to draft. Y'all ain't finna win nothing this year, man. You still drafting like that? Now the kid good, but you you drafting like that and you need this, like you're not gonna win nothing. So looking at the Jets, then when he went to the Jets, they're not gonna win nothing. I just I just I wanna see Le'Veon go to a team that's gonna fit him. And the only mm-hmm. team that's really gonna fit him, you're gonna need to go find Todd Haley, and you're gonna have to go back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna need the patient downhill running game. You're gonna need to be able to go get in the slot, make space, get your one-on-ones. No offense gonna give you that. It's gonna find Andy Reid, but you're not the best guy in that in that backfield no more. You know it's just saying? not I mean, gonna happen, just, man. It's just not gonna happen. So yeah. um, he just has to find. He Le'Veon has to find the right home. Um, leaving Pittsburgh is tough, man. Watch James Conner. It's gonna be tough leaving Pittsburgh, man. The offensive line is. Well, I get to see him out here. I got season tickets, so I'm gonna get to see him it's every special. week. Me, 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 and my brother went back and forth about James Conner. We, 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 we butted heads raw about James Conner. <laughs> I am a fan. I played against him in college. He, I'm a fan. I mean, hometown hero being right there in Pitt. But was he good? There, every back on Buffalo's roster, I feel like is better than James Conner. Yeah, hard worker, I think so. hard worker, yes. Dedicated, yes. Does he do things right? Yes. Is he better pro than me? Yes. But was he good? No. Now, I he, love how real you are, man. I, I do. Yeah. I love how real you listen, are. Wonder why I'm like that? Because people, when I first got suspended, people pothead, people fat ass, people, people used to ride me out like a dog. I'm okay with who I am. Carlos Williams had a lot to go through and grow up on. I did that. I'm cool with me. So the people that talk about me, are you cool with you? Like you got, are you comfortable with yourself? Are you comfortable within your skin? Because I'm good in my skin. It's nothing you can say to me that's gonna offend me or hurt me. I've already been there. I've already done that. I did the crime. I did my time. So there's nothing that people can say to me. I just keep it a buck. Oh, you don't play no more. By choice at this point, I don't like. If they call me, I go. I, let me go get a couple touches. Watch what I do with it. That'll be then. But for right now, my thing is developing kids, helping kids get to the level I got to. That's what it's all about. I mean, I got seven, eight kids now, a couple guys at FAMU, a couple guys at Florida State. Um, we meet on Mondays and Thursdays, or when they call me, I want to get some work, and we get to work, whether it's speed and conditioning, whether it's football-specific, position-specific. Um, we get to work, man. That's what we do. Right out here at Godby High School here in Tallahassee, Florida, man, it's it's hot. Summertime, heat about to hit us, and we, we get it in. I mean, it's, it's a good time, but also the guy seeing a guy that's been there before come back to a city where he played college football – and then working you out just because that's different. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, why are you doing it? Well, why are you working out? Because I want to make it. Well, that's why I'm training you because you want to make it. Like yeah. I've been there. I've tasted it. When I was a little kid, my ultimate goal was to hopefully play in the NFL. I never said I long. I never said what, what I wanted to accomplish in the game. I, all I said was I told my mama and my two my brothers, hey man, I will make it to the NFL. Two of us yeah. made it from yeah. Polk County. Two of us made it from from Davenport, Florida. Two of us made it. We're three, only three of us in our high school in the history ever ever made it. Only four of us ever went D1. 
I feel like I'm good. I, I, yeah, I'm a kid from Polk County. I'm good. I've hey. tied NFL rookie record. Um, on on the biggest stage on Thursday night, wearing Color Rush. I mean, my audio Man. was caught live on camera, on live TV. I Bro, mean, I, you I, I you, done, you did legendary stuff. From your hometown, you a legend in your hometown, man. I, I, to be honest with you, my home, my man, my city loves me, and I love my city. At, and like, that, and that's Polk that's what County, it's about. And Polk County loves me. I talk to my my high school coach now, uh, Chris Davidson. We talk probably two or three times a week, just talk, just like hit up, hit me up on Twitter. How's the team doing? I want you to come back talk to the team. I'm actually going to um, I've been applying for a school board job in Polk County. I want to go yeah. back to my county where I can train the kids in my area. Um, it's a coach I train with, Baylor Trujillo. Um, he went to USF. He's a quarterback coach down in Central Florida, um, advanced quarterback training. But he has a lot of kids that are not quarterbacks in that area. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to go down there and get with those kids and get with my high school coach, hopefully get a job at my high school and start coaching at my high school again. So be able to give back to the kids in the area, give them the familiar face, and let them see somebody from where they're from. Same neighborhood, yeah. same streets they walk, same same Walmart they shop at, that they, they have an opportunity. And it's very possible to get out from where we're from. So. I mean, it's it's been going good. My raffle closes um closes on Tuesday at eight thirty. Um, it's a lot of tickets out there. Um, I was trying to make that bigger. It's not big, so you might not be able to listen. There. Um, it's going great, man. I want to thank everybody that has partaked in, in the raffle. Um, all the proceeds are going towards new equipment. Um, shout out to my son's godmom, Amy. Shout out to Tracy. You guys have been amazing. I like you guys donated. First two donations came from you guys. Um, they went straight to equipment, hit my front door. Um, thank everybody that has participated. I know a lot of people are excited to see who wins. Um, the 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 Dallas jersey, also the wings and the private training session. I will be ready to bust y'all ass when I get to Buffalo. When <laughs> let I, me when let I, me read it off. Let me read it off again, just in case, because we got some. We still got a few people kicking it with us. Okay. So first place is a hand delivered. So so first of all, it's not even the fact that you're gonna get this jersey. <laughs> First of all, Carlos is coming to your door or wherever y'all going to meet up. He's going to hand deliver this game worn jersey that he was just talking about. The second place is one on one training session. with. Now, that's probably what I need, but I'm not going to ask you for it because I'm out of shape, man. It's it's bad. It's <laughs> it's real bad. Then we got the third place dinner and he's going to get some wings with y'all, man. So dinner and wings in Buffalo. I'm telling y'all now. I'm, I'm going to Gabriel's Gate. OK, that's where I'm going. That's your spot. Me, me and my wife, we love Gabriel's Gate. Like, man, the first time we went, I man, let me get a 20-piece. I like flats. She like drums. Uh -huh. That she, she she is the drum to my flat. And then oh. we got ranch. Oh. <laughs> ranch with an order of fries. And I promise you, that was some of the best ranch we ever had. Those wings came out piping hot. Mm. Oh, went to Anchor Bar. Anchor Bar was fried hard, mm. a little smaller wing. Mm. Duff's, Duff's got... Duff's wings look like the size of Sunny D bottle. Yeah. Duff's wings are Duff's huge. Gangster. They're juicy. Yeah, Duff's I mean, literally, we sat when we figured out we were going to go back, um, come up for a visit, um, which made me do the raffle. Um, since I'm going to be back in the city, I love my fans in Buffalo. Now, I love Buffalo. You have no idea. Me and my wife call Buffalo home. Yeah. We always talk about going home. When are we going to go home? When are we going to go home? I mean, I wasn't there long, but I really do love Orchard Park, man. I love going to Taffy's before it closes mm -hmm. in the wintertime. Going out there and get a nice ice cream. Um, going to Ted's and getting getting a foot long dog. I used to do that yeah. all the time. Um, man, you sounding like a local cat, man. Yeah, You're man. gonna have I mean, to chill. I, you have no idea, man. Um, I used to go to this cheesesteak place in um 
and and what's called during during rookie mini camp i hit that like once a week gems cheesesteak place um what's it called i can't remember what it was Gym called out. boom right there my hey, guy i already wish you i'm with you man and ours <laughs> orchard was right across from um it was right across from the bank of america i used to have to go yeah it's right over there off of, uh is yeah. it southwestern it's, it's, i know exactly where it is yeah, yeah. I, no i'm with you no it's crazy i never got a chance to go to the um the sonic they put in right behind the galleria it, yeah time they put it in me and my wife went exactly. one time and the line was wrapped around the parking lot in the building behind it it was dude, so you should have saw how it was you should have saw how it was when they got chick-fil-a <laughs> dude chick-fil-a was wrapped all the way down walden man like you couldn't <laughs> even get you couldn't get off or you couldn't get on the throughway sometimes it was crazy here in tallahassee i do a podcast called hear the spear and here in tallahassee we have tennessee street on tennessee street there's two chick-fil-a's diagonal like you could throw a rock and hit the other building Okay. They're owned by the same guy. The one Chick-fil-A got so busy that they had to build another one. That the one Chick-fil-A has two drive-throughs where they conveyor food over to the second drive-through. Dude. And the second location's drive-through is is uh, is probably a mile long. The drive-through itself is so long, but the the the, the, the drive-through window is not a window; it's a whole door. It's like a public's <laughs> receiving. Yeah, they open the whole door and just hand you food. Like it's it's that many people. Um, I'm telling you, they put that, something in that food. They put something. <laughs> I'm telling um, it's, it's man, Chick-fil-A got the secret, man. If that's the secret. People, listen, so, if y'all got the money to put together, y'all better put it together a Chick-fil-A and, yo, a, and, a, dun and a Dunkin' Donuts. Nah, Tim Hortons. We in Buffalo, man. We in Buffalo. Tim Hortons. But yo... <laughs> I want to thank you so much for kicking it with me for this hour, man. This is this has been a pleasure for me. Uh, first of all, can you can you throw your throw your podcast out there again? Hey, I am a part of Here the Spear, presented by Knowles Game Day. Y'all check us out on Twitter. It's Knowles Games Day. Here the Spear. Y'all check us out on Instagram. Um, also follow Logan. Follow my okay. boy Logan. Logan is um he is he's the host of the show. He's the creator of the show. Um, he is he's a great guy, man. He's a huge Knowles fan. I've known him since he got before he got to Florida State. Um, when I was playing at Florida State. But um, y'all check us out. Y'all check us out. iTunes, Spotify, we're on all major streaming um, outlets. Y'all check us out, please. Hear the Spear, presented by Noel Game Day. All right. So I'm going to make sure I post that one. Um, so obviously this is live now. Tomorrow I'm going to post this in the podcast form. So same thing like Carlos said, you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, any platform that you find your podcast, you can find this tomorrow. So please, please, please go and find Carlos on Twitter. Find this guy, Logan, on Twitter. Follow follow the podcast, man. I'm going to follow it and push it. I appreciate you coming on. Anytime. Is there anything else that you want to um, shout out real quick or say before we go off? I'm going to end this out now. To all my Buffalo fans, I want to say thank you guys for the for, for the endless and endless years of love. Um, a lot of you guys give me tough love. A lot of you guys give me a hard time, <laughs> but it's all love. I really do appreciate the love and support that city has given me and my family and my kids. I mean, I've never been to a place that that really has embraced me for who I am and my and my family, no matter what's been going on, no matter what I've been through, other than that city. So to be able to come back and give away a jersey, sit down with some fans, eat some food, and 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 train. Hopefully, just not with somebody's kid, but a couple kids. I mean, I'm open yeah. to do it all. So um, it's, it's just, I, I really do love that city, and I can't wait to come home. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my man Carlos Williams Sr. will be coming home very soon to, to do, I think he'll be there. It says June 28th through the yep. set, through uh, July 4th. So listen, get these tickets. They close this Tuesday. Get these tickets. It's closed. Um, hey, listen, man, it's a lot of tickets. Out there. It's, it's a lot of tickets. <laughs> I have all my emails all them unread so i can go through and i'm gonna put them in i'm letting everybody get theirs in before i put them in the system i don't want the system to bug a wig all right trip i'll do it one at a time 
I'm gonna screenshot it. I'm gonna screen record it. I'm gonna let everybody see how how it's done. So I mean, I'm really really excited. I don't know who's gonna win. Somebody DM me, hey bro, you, I don't know who's gonna win. I have no <laughs> like like yo, just let it be me. Let it be but me. I, let me get I'll the... tell you, somebody's gonna win. Is gonna be exciting. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, Carlos Williams Senior. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And y'all know how I do it over here with Dakota Conduct. Y'all find me at the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. The show comes out normally every Tuesday. Y'all know I go live every Monday. And y'all already know, take care of each other, love each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive and test negative and go Bills. Let's get it.